when people share video, it's kind of a value exchange. So you have to provide your viewers with value in the video. In return, they'll give you views and oftentimes engagement with sharing. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain Should every business be publishing online video? What type of video works best? And what are the biggest video marketing pitfalls? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask today's special guest, Hannah Brenzel. Hannah, welcome to DMR. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome. Well, Hannah's the content marketing coordinator for Viral Gains, a viral video marketing company based in Boston, Massachusetts. On a daily basis, she creates content designed to educate brands, agencies, individuals, and businesses of all sizes on the importance of integrating online video into marketing campaigns. So, Hannah, integrating online video into marketing campaigns, do you mean paid video advertising campaigns or organic viral videos? So we generally focus on paid advertising campaigns, uh, mostly because every piece of content really needs that boost to get to the right audience so they can kind of blow it up through organic sharing. Um, There are sometimes that brands will create really awesome video content that people pick up and start spreading on their own, and that's where the organic comes in. Um, But not every video is going to have that traction. So that's why we believe a paid spend in the beginning can get your video to the right audience so that they start sharing with their networks and then it just kind of spreads from there. So we believe that the paid boost can really help uh, a video go viral. Okay, so paid advertising in terms of videos. I'd like to dig in and really delve into the type of video, the length of video, and and what works best, really. So starting with the length, um, would you say that it has to be short all the time, or are there any instances where you'd actually use quite a long video for paid advertising? A lot of people watch long-form video content. Um, I know Vine has picked up Instagram video with all of these short, kind of consumable bits of content. People really enjoy that. It's very shareable. But when a brand can really tell a story through like two to five minutes of video, we find that very valuable because people are connecting with the brands through that storytelling instead of just trying to fit all of your messaging in 30 seconds. um, You have a lot more creativity with long-form video content. So, I mean, depending on what you're trying to get across, there really isn't a if you should do short or if you should do long. I mean, preferably you do a little bit of both, but either way, you're going to see success as long as you can tell that story. Okay, that's interesting. So it could be any length at all, it just depends on the quality of the content. And then obviously you can split test to see which one works best. Um, so what about in terms of call yeah. to action? Um, do you drive people towards making a, a purchase immediately? Or if not, how do you actually measure the impact of, of that payment that you made to actually promote that video? So we do include a call to action on our player. We actually include one, and that could be more toward driving purchase decisions. It's really dependent on if the person is trying to create like branding video, something that's just going to brand their company, if they're creating direct response materials. So the direct response will definitely try to drive that purchase decision. I know a shoppable video that's becoming a lot more available. So that is when we do try to drive that purchase decision and we'll have them click through to the company site or toward whatever they're um, promoting. But then if you are only working on a branding play, we measure that obviously by views, but that's becoming more of a vanity metric too. Um, We really measure by engagement. Are people sharing this with friends? Are they commenting? Are they starting conversations around this content? Um, Really just getting people talking and having people form that connection with the brand is something that we view as very valuable. So 
mostly it's the social engagement and the earned media that you see on the videos. Okay, that's interesting. So engagement. Um, and have you ever been able to tie that back to a, a precise monetary value in terms of um, purchases that people make? Or is, or is that just too tricky, really, or too far away from the actual end of the, the purchase funnel? Yes, it has been very tricky. I know in the industry, a lot of people have been kind of grappling with that. Um, we've actually, we had someone come in and he's put together, um, I guess, information on, we're actually ranking all the social actions and giving them a value. So in in terms of where you're actually going to advertise, um, is YouTube going to be the, the, the big daddy and, and, and the best place to distribute your videos at the moment? Or are there other places to go to that are even more effective than YouTube? Yeah, we're actually, we do a little bit within YouTube, but we've found that actually reaching out to um, audiences on their niche sites, the sites that are visiting, um, is a lot more effective because uh, when you're trapped inside YouTube, there's only so much you can do. And so we like distribute video across social games, influencers, blogs, mobile apps and mobile sites just to reach the right audience on the sites that they usually go to. So they don't have to ground up through YouTube to try to find the video. So we kind of deliver it straight to them. So we do find value in advertising outside of YouTube. And it's one of our main selling points. Clients come directly to you to have the videos produced, but also to have the videos distributed. And then you have relationships directly with, with lots of different websites then. Yes, we have a large base of publishers that we work with. Yeah. Do, do you do other forms of um, marketing as well? Or do you find that um, video is, is really where it's at in terms of where your clients want to distribute their content? Yeah, video is definitely where it's at. We've seen a huge shift to online video. Um, brands that have been focused on kind of text-based ads and marketing materials are now shifting to a more video-centric marketing mix. Because um, video really allows them to connect with consumers on a deeper level. It has the ability to establish this two-way connection. And because it's inherently social, online video allows for a sort of dialogue between brands and their audiences that they couldn't really have before. So we have been seeing like video is where it's at for sure. <laughs> okay. And what about types of businesses that use video marketing? Because there, there, there must be types of businesses that it's a little bit more suitable for compared with others. So do you find a trend in the type of client that is approaching you? Um, or are you seeing cross-sector interest in, in this type of marketing medium? Um, so we've worked with AT&T, Campbell's. We've worked with a lot of different brands that aren't necessarily re- related. And even we work, sometimes I blog with B2B companies who are even using video within their own workplaces. Um, and small businesses are coming into the mix to promote their products and their services. And really, there's no just set type of company that comes toward online video. Really, it's becoming a widespread trend throughout for every business, really. Um, so I'd like to really drill into specific examples of um, successful campaigns, if possible. So um, can you maybe think about a really great example of a campaign that's been exceptionally effective for you? And um, perhaps, and this doesn't have to be a campaign that you've arranged yourselves, but perhaps mm-hmm. um, an unsuccessful one as well. A video that has been set up and perhaps um, a company's paid a lot to distribute, but it just hasn't given them any significant end result at all. Yeah, the real beauty sketches from Dove. That was a long-form piece of content that they uploaded online. Um, millions of people ended up watching that. It became one of the top advertising videos across the nation, most shared of the year, I believe. Um, and that was very successful. It was only online content. They didn't really push that across TV. So that has been the high and mighty video for a while just because of how much engagement it saw. So what do you think it was about that that made it so successful? It's the emotional connection. 
the emotional connection that video can form when people saw that and they saw real people kind of just that raw emotion behind those individuals they want to make other people feel good when people share video it's kind of a value exchange so you have to provide your viewers with value in the video and as in return they'll give you views and oftentimes engagement with sharing so this one obviously people really enjoyed the content they wanted friends and family to see it it's an uplifting mes message really we see positive online video content does very well um, and just the powerful message behind it definitely helped drive its virality. To a certain degree video marketing has to relate to social interaction in general because um, people are of the mindset of um, re relating with something as opposed to watching something just to learn something. They want to interact and be part of it rather than just have someone teach them something. Yes exactly. <laughs> Okay, um, so that's a really effective campaign. Um, <laughs> try and give me an example of one that, that um, isn't, hasn't been that effective. Uh, Samsung UK came out with an ad and they were kind of picking up on the whole ALS ice bucket challenge and they showed their phone um, and they dumped water on it because it's waterproof and they kind of challenged some other phones to do the same. But that's been receiving a lot of negative response because it's really pushing the product instead of honing in <laughs> on that human element. Maybe if it was like the CEO of Samsung, if he had dumped water on his head, it would have been better for the cause instead of just showing the phone and trying to um, make money off of this cause that people are supporting. So, I mean, that's been picking up traction, but I mean, there's a lot of controversy around it right now. Right. Okay. So um, sell the benefits rather than the features in right. classic sales talk. Yeah. But it's it's so easy. I, th I think it also depends on your mindset as well, because um, a, a lot of marketers um, will obviously be quite factual and think, well, these are tick, 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 um, all the different features of my product. And um, I just need to tell the public about that. And then they'll mm -hmm. compare that directly against a competitor. And then they'll make a decision whether or not they, they want to make a purchase. Mm -hmm. But people buy because of emotion. And obviously, uh, videos are probably even more emotional than, than written content. Yes, I have a great example of that, actually. <laughs> um, we had a video come through our self-serve platform from a company. They're called Boba. They sell baby carriers and wraps, and they created a video, and it's called You Made Me a Mother. And it's about, it's all from a mother's point of view, kind of explaining to her child why she's so grateful that they made her a mother. And I mean, Boba could have just created a video that was like, here are our products, here's the carriers, here's the wraps, you know, buy them, this is where you can buy them. But they conveyed a relatable story to form an emotional connection with viewers so that viewers would in turn create an emotional connection with their brand. And this is one of the most valuable things a digital marketer can do. I mean, we saw great engagement with this video. We had a 9% click-through rate. And overall, it was a very successful campaign because they've just brought so much joy and emotion to individuals who watched it. Okay, no, that's a wonderful example. And um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, calls to action, um, because at the end of the video, do you want to just give the viewer warm fuzzies about your brand? Or mm. do you want them to actually make a specific purchase action or um, fill in some kind of contact form on your website mm -hmm. after viewing their video? Is, is it appropriate to be quite focused in terms of what you want viewers to do? Um, or is that not really part of the engagement strategy? Oh, no, definitely be focused on what you want your viewers to do. And that's again, ties into whether you're going for direct response uh, video marketing or branding. Um, even with branding, including calls to action at the end is always a good thing. Um, but with direct response, you're obviously trying to lead viewers to take a specific action and you can't include those calls to action on the end of your video. Like I said, with our player, we include one at the bottom as well that people can click through to. Okay. And what kind of calls to action are you finding the most effective at the moment? 
Ours works pretty well because instead of an annotation, usually with YouTube videos, you'll have annotations that kind of pop up throughout the video. Um, and that can be kind of intrusive and people can turn those off. Um, so we, the ones that we put at the bottom of the post that are just kind of there and native, it's not really interrupting the user's experience. We find those pretty effective. Um, and then also at the end, when users are kind of looking, it, they can you can direct them to other content or to your site, maybe at the end if they've stayed on that long, obviously they're interested in what you're doing. So really none of like the interruptive kind of stuff, but more toward the end and then at the bottom, just kind of native within the ad placement. Can you perhaps explain a little bit more about how yours work and how yours differs to what YouTube offers? Yes, so with ours, it's actually our players great because instead of them having to click on these links and copy the code and put it into like social um, channels to share the video, we actually include social share buttons on the video that kind of fade. So those are at the top. And so people can just click directly on those and they'll share the video across whatever site they want. Advertisers can choose which social share buttons they want on the video. Instead of just having a random YouTube video playing anywhere, they can see where they can subscribe to the brand if they want more or where they can click through to the bottom. So brands can craft their own unique calls to action below the video. We give them a couple lines to do that. Um, so that's really what the player offers. Um, you, you're cutting out a little bit there, but um, I hope the listeners appreciate that. Um, um, you know, it's 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 worthwhile hanging on here, you know, because you're you're offering some good tips and advice with regards to video marketing, and of course, the the full transcript will be available inside the magazine anyway. So if you're challenged a little bit with listening to the audio, then then reading it is an option as well. Um, so um, that's where you are in terms of um, video marketing. I'd also like to get your feeling in terms of what's been happening in digital marketing recently and your opinion um, as to what software is best and uh, issues like that. So let's start off with software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? So our, one of our biggest focuses is trying tying ROI to marketing efforts. So the tools that help us do that, we hold very near and dear. So a few examples, Google Analytics, AdWords, HubSpot, and WordPress is what, are what we're using on a daily basis. And um, what, what software that you don't use, the software that you've maybe heard good things about mm -hmm. and you've intended to use at some point, um, but you're not quite using it yet? So we've actually been looking at a company called RJ Metrics, uh, and they're going to actually be able to give us a deeper insight into our data, because right now we've kind of been struggling with attribution. Uh, so we've been really trying to close that loop and get an accurate understanding of how people are moving through the sales funnel. So they would be able to kind of link up all of the software that we're using and help us figure out attribution. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? We should have at least given our audience the choice because when viewers actually choose to take an action, that's extremely valuable. So we should have been creating more content designed for lead generation. Inbound marketing is obviously where it's at in terms of um, what you do as a business. Um, what about people who are starting the business nowadays? Um, what kind of mistakes, common mistakes, do you see digital marketing new newbies making nowadays? New companies will kind of create ads and marketing materials around what they believe their company is and represents, but they have to first focus on the value that they provide consumers and then shape their pitch and their marketing materials around that. For example, like the videos that we see do really well, have a clear understanding of what their audience wants and then ties the product into that, not the other way around. Best advice I've ever received. What's the best piece of digital marketing advice that you've ever received? So my marketing manager has always reinforced the idea that every marketing effort should be tied to ROI or return on investment. 
So this has kind of become our first priority before we create any marketing materials or campaigns. Um, when we do that, we really start by driving quality traffic to the site and then ROI follows. So you could have 10,000 visits to your site, but if that only translates into a few qualified leads, then how valuable is that to your company? So that's what we've really been focused on, just tying those efforts, our marketing efforts to ROI. Okay, and, and how comfortable are the clients that you work with um, in embracing the metrics that you're able to give them? Um, so they do focus on engagement. A lot of brands are more focused on the click-through rates, seeing what it actually does for their brand. Um, that's what's going on in the industry. A lot of marketers are trying to educate brands on why engagement is so valuable. That's what we're trying to do as well. Obviously, click-throughs are very valuable to brands, but engagement is becoming even more so as people begin to interact with the brands online and over social. So we've just really been trying to educate brands and clients on why engagement is so valuable to them. Okay, and in terms of you educating clients, you've also produced um, an explainer video um, that we're going to embed as part of the transcript within the magazine. Um, so do you want to give our listeners just an overview of, of, of what that video actually entails? Yes, so this explainer video talks about our video marketing platform. We're calling it Praxis. And what it does is it optimizes for social engagement. So when you put your video in, we deliver it to the most socially active viewers because when they watch your video and they connect with the brand, they're going to share that video with their friends and family and they're going to drive earned media. So earned media is any viewership that comes as a result of a social share that would driven by paid or owned media. So sure, you pay for that initial view, but once they share it, all of those views and conversations that they start, that's going to be free and that's earned media and that's what we believe is more valuable because people are more likely to trust recommendations from their friends and also make purchasing decisions based off recommendations. So that's really what our platform does, really optimizes for the social sharing. Lovely. Okay, so just uh, view that video below this section in the magazine. But let's move on to... The This or That Round. Now, this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answers too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Uh, Ready to go? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Email or Twitter? Uh, email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Ooh, affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Google Plus. Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? One-on-one -on -one relations. Paid search or SEO? Mm, SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Telephone number. Website or app? App. And social subscriber or email subscriber? Social subscriber. And finally, local marketing or global marketing? Global marketing. Yay! Okay, and moving on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? All right, so the smartest move that we can make and really any one in the digital space is investing in online video. I know coming from someone in an online video company <laughs> sounds a little weird, but honestly, we see incredible results with online video that brands, individuals produce every day. So I definitely put that money toward video production, see how much we could get out of it. And we measure the success of our videos by earned media. Like I said before, it really is the judge of great content and of how well we actually reach the right target audience. My number one takeaway. So you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation. Um, even though um, our audio has been slightly challenging, I hope um, 
editing can be done to actually um, make it a reasonable, um, <laughs> chore, not chore, but uh, experience for our listeners. Uh, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Invest in quality content, whether that's video, display, advertising, etc. You really just have to find a way to create marketing materials that are going to resonate with your audience on a deeper level. And it's really that simple. <laughs> invest in content. Wonderful. Okay, well, that takes us to the end of our discussion. So thanks so much for your time, your focus, and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Um, You can check out viralgains.com and visit the blog for new updates and articles about the video marketing space. Or you could follow me on Twitter at Hannah Brunzel. Wonderful. Thanks again, Anna. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing Radio.